0: And welcome back to Music Free Static. I hope you're having a fabulous day. And today I wanted to talk about one of those guilty pleasure movies <laughs> that I have. I want to talk about the 1986 movie Howard the Duck. And let me tell you ahead of time, this is a bad movie. There, this, this is a bad movie. There, there there's no pretension. I'm not going to claim that this is high cinema. This is even marginally good. Howard the Duck is a bad movie. And I loved it as a kid. And I still like it today. Uh, but it, it is not good. It's, a, it's an hour and 50 minutes. And it feels so much longer. Okay, It, it definitely has its issues. But one of the things I love about this movie is how fun the some of the dialogue is, and that's why I I watch it again and again. Now those again and again tend to be five, six, ten years apart. Okay, it's not something I rewatch on a regular basis like Star Wars, even though this was executive produced by George Lucas, <laughs> which. <laughs> We'll get into that in a minute. But Howard the Duck has developed a bit of a cult following over the years. And it's not too hard to see why. Because part of the movie does have some fun parts to it. Which, said it's it's not good. But there are parts of it that are really fun. And the cast, you look at the cast in this and it's kind of amazing who's in it. It's got Leah Thompson is the lead. Um, She's a year out from having done Back to the Future. She's had a couple of other movies in between. Um, Jeffrey Jones, who was like the villain in every 80s movie in, ever, right? He, I remember him from being the principal in uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, right? He's just one of those iconic 80s guys. He shows up and you just know this isn't. He he's going to be a jerk of some sort or other and you're gonna love every minute of it. Um he was also in Beetlejuice, which I watched so many times as a kid too, and can't I'm not sure I could stand to watch it again today. But um you also have Tim Robbins in a supporting role. Um Holly Robinson Pete is this is her first movie role as a backup singer in the in the band that's in the movie Cherry Bomb um, <laughs> right it's you know so there are some great actors in their some really early roles again it, it it's not good the movie bombed so hard that George Lucas who had just finished expanding Skywalker Ranch to build out you know, all of the stuff he had going on after Star Wars was so in debt and was so counting on the profits from Howard the Duck that he ended up selling his brand new CGI animation studio to Steve Jobs. That animation studio became Pixar, which is now owned by Disney, which also owns Lucasfilm. So it's all coming together again, but yeah, and the director Willard Huck? Huyck, H U Y C K. I don't know how that's pronounced. I'm sorry if I screwed that up. Uh, yeah, he never directed again. <laughs> this this movie was the nail in his directing career. But all of that out of the way, I still like watching the watching Howard the Duck. Okay, now I'll I'll be the first to admit. One of the reasons twelve-year-old me liked this movie was because it had Leah Thompson in her underwear. I admit it straight up. Okay, this this may not be the movie for the youngest of of audiences, right? Especially there's a there's a scene Howard gets zapped by the the laser MacGuffin thingy Bob that sucks him out of his world, and as it pulls him through. The camera's lingering on this female duck in her bathtub. And she's got duck boobs. And I have no idea how they got away with duck boobs in a PG movie, but they did. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And 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 she's a duck. How do ducks have boobs anyway? Anyway. <laughs> um It's there's just some really silly and uh, whatever. In this movie now, apparently the comic is a particularly adults comic. Um, sort of like Deadpool, very R-rated in its humor. They toned it down a bit for the movie, apparently, but not completely. Uh, but it's oh man, but it's got some some uh, fun stuff. I was watching it again last night to just to r- remind myself about some of this. Because I knew I wanted to talk about it today. <laughs> and some of it, some of those, the lines from the movie just stick with me, right? he's There's poor Howard. It's the beginning of the movie. He's crashed in an alley. He's had a really rough night. And he runs into Beverly, who's the main character, this rock rock singer played by Leah Thompson. And she's she asks him, you got some place to go? His response is, Hey, if I had someplace to go, I certainly wouldn't be in Cleveland as that takes place in Cleveland, Ohio. It's like that that line has gotten quoted so many times for out of completely out of context and for no reason at all. <laughs> I remember pulling that out <laughs> Oh, it's bad. When uh, I, a a certain political party was having their Big convention in Cleveland one year. And that quote came out so often. It's like, if you had to, why would you go to Cleveland? Right? <laughs> it was it was great. But in all honesty, the movie kind of has two parts to it, two phases, if you want to look at it that way. There's the sort of first. I'm not a theater dude, right? And movie structure is not my jam. We get sort of the first act of uh, Howard as as the fish out of water, right? He's now a a lone duck in a human world. What do you do? And it's and some of those are fun, right? It all sort of ends up coming down to the same thing: thugs grab him, and Howard uses quack foo to. managed to fight his way out of many of his problems. Sort of. <laughs> but the, where things get... things really start to kick into gear a little bit once Jeffrey Jones shows up as his character, Dr. Walter Jennings. Now, again, Jeffrey Jones... <laughs> He's a fun actor, and he he chewed the scenery so hard in, in this movie. It was it was really fun to watch him as sort of the the caring scientist who really does want to get Howard home, and also the uh, host of the Dark Overlord who's coming to take over the world. And oh yeah, he. Uh, <laughs> He has some fun moments as as the possessed doctor. In fact, one of my favorite scenes comes right at that point. So Beverly and Howard end up at the lab where they're going to meet Dr. Jennings so they can fire up their laser and send Howard home because that's how lasers work, apparently. And... They get there, and the lab is in chaos. Apparently, their laser exploded again, and Jennings took the brunt of it, and now he's not feeling great. And they run into him. Says, he has this line. Says, it feels like something, something inside me, gnawing at my guts. What's wrong with me? And Beverly's answer was, well, what did you have for lunch? <laughs> you know, it's just these little weird things like um it's like okay that 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 is a question to ask right they they end up crashing the car into this cafe just out, not far from the lab apparently and he's sort of jennings is now possessed um into this diner or he's he's possessed by the spirit as they crashed into this diner and Sort of laughing, and Howard's asking, "You know, you think that's funny?" And doctor's says, "I'm not Jenning anymore. The transformation is complete. I am now someone else." Howard's response is, "It's just yeah, it's just one of those fun little lines. It's like try telling that to your insurance company, right? It's just these fun little sort of one line zingers back and forth. Um, yeah." Jenning, for some reason, is is dumping exposition, because it's got to go somewhere, Um, on Bev and Howard in the diner. He says, I have disguised my true form, which would be considered hideous and revolting here. Beverly's response is lucky for the people eating. Right, you know, it's just... Again, this is a bad movie. It, It is so bad but I love some of these lines, the way they're delivered by, uh, f- from Howard, from Beverly, and, oh, it is, it is, it's really fun, and Tim Robbins uh, is great as sort of this, sort of the, the goofball sidekick, right? He's a lab tech, a lab assistant, and, Totally, out of his mind, just sort of goofy, right? But he helps Howard escape from the cops, and he's just ends up this sort of fun little goofball. The whole movie feels like an 80s goofball sci-fi action comedy, which it kind of is. And all of that happens once Jennings shows up third of the way in or so, and that's to, that's where the movie starts to get fun. the full the front half of it again, it's Howard sort of out of place, trying to fit in, failing, going back to Beverly to say I have no place else to go. Then everything sort of kicks off and oh, it's and the special effects are eighties sci-fi bad. Right. I mean they're not um oh, some of the effects are like the the Proton packs in Ghostbusters, right? When they fire the the their neutronas to capture ghosts, you get that very cartoony laser swirly whatever that effect is. Oh, you get that type of effect so many times in different colors coming from uh the Dark Overlord whether it's still in Jennings' body or fun CGI stop-motion cartoony thing, or from the disintegrator ray thing that just happens to be in a storage closet at the lab. Right? Um, the number of times you just get... Just photoshopped laser eyes, right? Of course, it's all photoshopped, right? It's not like... <laughs> I mean, as as good an actor as Jeffrey Jones is, it's not like he's got glowing laser eyes normally, but it is very much that 80s, we are going to animate. (laughs) It's like, these are cartoony, you know, laser light flare eyes, right? And it's just, just silly fun. And some of it you look at, it's like, Like One of my favorite parts, especially as a kid, aside from Leah Thompson in her underwear, was uh, the escape sequence. Howard and Phil, played by Tim Robbins, are escaping from the cops in a ultralight airplane. Airplane might be too strong of a word for it, but it is what it is. It is a tricycle with wings, right? Lawnmower engine, you know, that type of plane. I looked it up at one point and I forgot what it was, but it's... It's just this little hobbyist airplane and said flying lawnmower. <laughs> and that whole sequence goes on for probably way too long, but it's, it's got so many fun moments between, between Howard and Phil. So yeah, you look at this, it's like, man. You wonder how did this get made? Well, I know exactly how it got made with fifty million dollars of George Lucas's money. That's how it got made, but oh, it was, it was bad. And the number of people I I saw a number of quotes. It's like, yeah, I auditioned for the role of Beverly and I was crushed when I didn't get it. And then I saw the movie and I was so grateful I didn't get this role. <laughs> but it's fun. I mean, again, it's. There's, I am not ever going to tell you that Howard the Duck is a fun movie, or a good movie. I will tell you that it can be fun sometimes, and parts of it is kind of boring, and and yes, it does get a little bit um, adult. If you are wary about that, again, young child warning. Aside from the duck boobs at the beginning of the stupid movie, the first act, Howard tries to strike out, strike out on his own. He gets a job. He's basically a towel boy at a sauna. But it is a, it is a sauna that caters to, how shall we say it? Couples wanting a special place. <laughs> and had this movie been rated R, everything would have been on display. But as it is, you, you know what's going on, and they're just very, very careful not to actually show you anything. But it's, oh yeah, there, if this was like Porky's, there would be boobs everywhere. As it is, it's Howard the Duck, and they just very carefully, oh, she's facing the other way, or there's very carefully a towel or something, so that you're you're not seeing anything. But, yeah, so if you're worried about trying to explain, why are all these people making out in next to nothing, um maybe this is not the movie to watch with your young children but again PG rating Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom and uh, Gremlins hadn't quite pushed the uh, rating up to PG-13 or, or pushed the industry to create PG-13 and this movie might have gotten one though there's no swearing there's just lot of, a lot of uh, lots of implied sex Again, we're talking all of the the 80s co- goofball comedy culture shows up there. So, you know what you're getting into, right? I th- <laughs> Sorry, I, this is one of those movies, it just gets me laughing over stupid nonsense and how stupid the movie is, and this is why I watch it once in a while. Not because I want, honest to goodness, cinema that is going to move me in some deep spiritual way. This is just shut off your brain. I hope you've got good snacks and just enjoy the, the fun little one-liners and and just go with it. It's, it's definitely one of those movies that's fun to see once, <laughs> even if you never see anything else. So this has been my really late movie review of 1986 Howard the Duck. <laughs> and uh, Until next time, be excellent to each other. And this is Music Free Static signing off.